All right, welcome back. In the first episode, we alluded to follow-up based on looking at the pros and cons of homeowners associations, condos, townhouses, things like that, opposed to buying a single-family home. So today we have on the podcast myself, Matt Stead. I'm a financial advisor. Joe Sachetta, managing partner of Sachetta Callahan. And Mike Callahan, just regular partner at Sachetta and Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I said, Joe, in the first episode, Joe is part of a homeowners association. I think he's one of the only people in the office that is. Um, so he kind of has some knowledge around the area that you know we couldn't really provide you in the first episode. So that's why we invited Joe on. And we're going to kind of talk about the pros and cons and, and what comes with those associations. So I don't know if you wanted, do you have something to start off in mind, Joe? Or well, I, I guess the first thing to talk about is the whole concept of a condo itself. Condo really refers to the, you know, people getting together and sharing a community and that type of thing, whether it be a high-rise building or just a, a series of townhouses or single-family houses could be condos as well. So a lot of people get turned off by the term condo. But condo doesn't always mean that it's in a high-rise building or it's a four-family house with four people, four families living there. Uh, so when you hear the word condo, just realize that just referring to the fact that there's a homeowners association that's sort of controlling the management and the acquisition of the different services that they need. Right. So for, for those who aren't too familiar, homeowners association is basically it's 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 run by members of the condo community, right? And what are the basic sort of services it provides for people? Well, it probably varies from different condo associations, different environments, from, you know, from others. But for the most part, the condo association is run by a small body of people from the community who are elected by the community to serve for a period of time. Typically, they rotate the term. So where we live, there's a three-person condo association, and every year, one of those seats comes up for re-election, and occasionally somebody will run for re-election. Sometimes they'll drop out and and, uh, give the seat up for somebody else to take over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like I said, the condo association is really just a group of us. You know, we, we often think about the condo, the management, as being them. Now, we yeah. do have a management company that we hire to carry out some of the day-to-day and month-to-month uh, activities, but it's not like the uh, management company is there getting rich off of what we're doing. They're just there to provide the service that the, the homeowners association is hiring them to do on behalf of the entire community. Right. So, essentially, it's... It, in my head, when I think of a condo association or townhouse, it's it's a it's a place where there's a lot less to worry about as opposed to a single family home. You know that HOA takes care of most of the the outdoor maintenance, mowing the lawn, snow plowing, painting, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I, I think the the first question that people have to ask themselves is, you know, is that it's like a lifestyle question, right? Is that Absolutely. what you want? Absolutely. Do you want that low stress environment where you might have a, a little less privacy and a, and a little less, you know, control over what you can do to your actual property? But on the flip side, do you, you know, you just sit back, relax, and let them take care of it. I think I think that's a very accurate assessment. Uh, so if you are somebody who likes to be in complete control, do what you want on the outside of your property, um, decorate your property have a garden in your backyard, a condo is probably not for you. But if you're somebody who 
likes to turn over all those duties to somebody else and have the carefree lifestyle, then it's a great, great option. And I think one of the other things, too, is people have this idea that, you know, they see an HOA fee and immediately they look at it as just an additional cost of living in a certain place. But really, it's just that goes towards expenses you'd pay anyway if you had a single family house, right? You'd pay for the, the landscaping, you'd pay for the plowing, you'd pay for all the, you know, the the insurance on the outside of the property, you'd pay for all those things separately. Really, all you're doing is just saying, okay, there's a flat monthly fee that's going to cover all that stuff, right? Well, in a lot of instances, too, it's probably cheaper than if you went out and, you know, did all of those services for your own home because you're kind of getting the group rate, right? Absolutely. I, you know, I, on the video that I did uh, a couple of months ago that you might find on the website, I kind of referred to it as the Costco or BJ's approach to acquisition in that instead of going out trying to every one of us individually getting somebody to plow our driveway, cut our grass, rake our leaves, whatever the case may be, we're banding together, we're getting one contract to do the whole thing, and because it's such a big contract, we get top-notch service. In right. other words, they, when, when it's snowing out, they'll be plowing and shoveling at 3 o'clock in the morning, back again at 5, back again at 7. I mean, they do a top-notch job because if they screw up, they're going to lose a, a contract for the 49 units that we have where I currently live. And the other thing that popped into my mind was, you know, the, again, going back to the whole idea of lifestyle Condos and, and homeowners associations are great options for people who either travel for work or leisure a lot too, right? Oh, absolutely. A number of the people where I live have second homes. Uh, a number of them go, to the, go down to Florida for six or seven months in the winter. Others have places up on the lake in New Hampshire or Maine, whatever it might be. Uh, so it's a, it's a great opportunity to get away and not really have to worry about all those day-to-day and week-to-week activities that you need to do to maintain a home. Right. But I guess on the on the flip side of it too, you're in it again. It depends on what you're saying earlier. If you're in a you know condo complex that is multi-story and has people on top and below you, versus you know separated townhouses. But there are you know a fair amount of cons that come with the two living in that tight living quarters. I know I I don't know if you want to bring up the story that we were talking about earlier, but <laughs> yeah, there's pros and cons. Yeah. So I I. The first first place I ever bought was a condo, and one day I came home and heard kind of water start running, and suddenly water was pouring out of all of the light fixtures in my ceiling for some reason. Um, and it turned out that, you know, somebody two floors above me had, you know, clogged a drain in some fashion, and all of a sudden all the water from two stories up was, I was on the bottom floor, was coming down to me basically because I was at the bottom and just coming out of all the different light fixtures. So, I mean, it's one of the cons is, like you say, it's it's a little less independent and a and little less privacy than you get in a single-family house. But on the flip side, you know, it's when that happened, I had a, a number to call immediately, right? Like right. if it was a single-family house, I'd have to say, okay, who, who, who am I possibly going to call for some sort of water leak and find a plumber and try to get somebody out there Whereas with the condo association, I, I just had an emergency number to call, and they immediately sent somebody out to, you know, in my case, they just looked at it and said, yeah, that's it's too bad. <laughs> um, but I, at least I knew who to call. All right. Um, yeah. But to Joe's point, I think, you know, there's kind of two tiers to it, right? One is what type of situation makes sense for you, right? I, I lived in a condo. It was, you know, six-unit building. Joe lives in a townhouse, which is 
essentially a single family house with what, like two feet connected to the guy next door? Three or four feet attachment. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, those on four sides. Yeah. So it's right. It's it's a dish. It's a totally different kind of setup. The commonality is the idea of the association and the fact that it's a lot more low maintenance right. than it would be if, if you had to take care of all those things yourself. There's some um, conjecture that when you go to sell your condo or townhouse or HOA property, it's a little more difficult to sell because it's part of that. Would you say that's true? or I don't know if I would say that necessarily. You know, It all comes down to supply, demand, pricing, all of that. I know where I am. I've been there for seven years. We probably had... In the 49 units, there's probably been 20, 25 units that have turned over. Most of them sell rather quickly. Uh, so I, I don't know if there's any real... Obviously, if they're building a new development somewhere else, people might be more interested in a brand-new situation where they can you know, make decisions on what the colors and styles are going to be. But right. uh, I, I don't really see any real big challenge to selling them. Okay. And then... Do we want to, one of our clients this just popped into my mind? Um, I, I forget the, the term for it, but when there's a there's a big project that needs to be taken over at special assessment, special assessment, yeah. yeah. So you know, it, I guess that's kind of a risk you run too. I suppose it, you know it, you run the risk in a single family home as well. Because I was just going to say, let me tell you, that's a risk. In, <laughs> yeah, in a single family. It, you know, if you too. need to redo the roof, you need to redo the roof. But you know, well, on I, top of the HOA fee every month, you can also be hit with these things you know, big project fees? Well, if, if it's done right, there shouldn't be a lot of special assessments because theoretically part of the condo association fee, the homeowners association fee that we pay every single month is going into a reserve fund. And that reserve fund is designed to replace every single aspect of the development over a period of time, meaning the septic system, uh, repaving the roads, uh, redoing the roofs, painting the houses. There's a reserve that is required, I think it's legally required to have it. And that reserve is there. So in the seven years we've been there, the only time we could hit with a special assessment was when we had got buried with snow and there just wasn't enough money in the budget to pay for the extra snow removal. But other than that, there shouldn't be a lot of surprises because it's all being kind of taken care of through that reserve fund. Right, right. And like I say, a lot comes down to the the quality of the management, right? So is or the the quality of the people who set it up and get it running and, and create the budgets and things like that. Yeah, one of the objections that people often have is that the association fee goes up over time. Well, guess what? <laughs> Everything goes up over time. Yeah. And it's not, again, that somebody's saying, let's get more profits out of these homeowners. The cost of all the services are going up. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's not really uh, that big of a deal. I will tell you that the unit I live in right now is a little bit bigger than the house that we left in size. And seven years later, I'm still probably paying 20%, maybe maybe closer to 30 or 40% less for the services that I'm getting through the Homeowners Association fee than I was when I was writing the checks directly to the different vendors and suppliers for all the same services that I was getting. Right. Yeah, and so, I think that's that's the biggest question, right? Is Again, I guess this the whole conversation keeps coming back to lifestyle, right? Is when you own your single-family house... If you want to cut all the grass yourself, you can. If you want to plow the driveway yourself, you can. So you, you have the opportunity to, to have these costs be lower, but it's at the expense of your time, right? And, you know, a lot of what we do in, the, in a financial planning setting is look at what is the right trade-off for you. Everybody's different. You know, what is the right trade-off between 
spending money to free up your time to do things that you enjoy versus doing some of these things that you could do to not have to pay somebody to do them. Yeah. Um, you know, and some people take the position that, you know, I know Joe's one of them. You can't, you can't get more time, you know, so any, any situation where you have the ability to, to pay somebody to do something that will give you time to spend with your family. Yeah. All, all the better. It's all about trade-offs. Um, so, you know, it's, that's kind of the only real, the biggest difference is, is owning a single family house. You have a little more flexibility in how to spend this money. Um, you know, if the roof starts leaking and you don't want to replace the roof, well, you can live with a leaky roof for some short period of time. Right. Um, whereas, you know, with the, with the homeowners association, you have to pay it every month because it's just part of that reserve. Right. So. <clears throat> and it's a fixed, fixed item in the budget. So it, there's no surprises. Right. You know how much it's going to cost every month, every year, or at least right. for the year, what it's going to cost. And you can budget accordingly. All right. Are there any other, Joe, in your mind, kind of things that people don't often think about? People who have lived in a in an HOA environment before kind of know how the whole thing works, and they know what they're getting some getting themselves into if they move to another. But people maybe either a buying a property for the first time, or b somebody who's had a single family house that's moving to an HOA property. Are there any things that you know on the surface people don't think about readily? And I, I think the thing you want to look into is what are you getting for that homeowners association fee. So where I live, there's a lot of land, which means there's a lot of plowing. There's a lot of grass to cut. We have a clubhouse. We have a swimming pool. All of those things translate into costs, and those costs get fed through the condo association fee. If you don't think you're going to use the pool, don't think you're going to use the clubhouse, don't really care if the houses are on top of each other, maybe you find something that has less of that. And accordingly, the fee will probably be less as well. So it's like everything else in life. It's trade-offs. You get what you pay for. And if you're not willing to pay, you get a little bit less. Right. And you just get up the right situation for you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. What about insurance? How does that work? Well, it probably varies from property to property. I've only owned one, so I don't really know. But I, I will tell you that the condo association technically owns or is responsible for the outside of the property. Okay. So my homeowner's insurance and liability insurance, umbrella insurance, when I moved from the house in Linfield to the townhouse in Topsfield, my homeowner's insurance went down $1,000 a year hmm. because the insurance for the building is part of the homeowner's association fee. Yeah, they typically have master insurance for all the exterior Right. And then your insurance basically covers the interior and the contents. Yeah, where I am, and it's going to vary from property to property, from where I am, the Homeowners Association covers all the water and sewer charges, septic charges. So there's none of those that we have to worry about. Some communities, people are paying thousands of dollars a year for water, sewer, and septic. Yeah, so it sounds like one of the, one of the <clears throat> biggest things to consider when you're looking at these properties is, like you said, what, what the fee entails, right? right. Because it's it varies widely from association to association. Right. So it's, you know, when you're looking on Zillow or Redfin or something, you know, they'll list the HOA, but they usually don't say what's listed or what is part of that. So right. it's difficult to compare apples to apples from different uh, living communities. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and where I used to live, I, the condo I lived in originally, it also included heat and hot water. Oh, wow. You know, so it was... Like Joe said, I mean, it really, you just got to do your homework, you know, and figure out, is that the right situation for you? What does the fee include? You know, what things are you going to be responsible for? 
like anything else. I mean, like any anytime you buy a property, you want to make sure you do all that homework anyway. So yeah, and I think you also got to remember that like everything else in this country, it's majority rules. So if a majority of the neighbors decide they want to do something that you don't really want to have happen, and you get outvoted, you have to live with the vote of the majority. Yeah. So there, there are certainly trade-offs in joining an HOA. Um, and it's like, I, like I said earlier, it really comes down to a lifestyle choice and, right. and, and more so, you know, we kind of see, maybe we'll loop this idea and we kind of see people shift towards these types of communities as they get older. Yes. Um, a lot of these condo associations are designated as 55 or older and that's again because it's it's lower maintenance. People are you know just sick of doing all of the the stuff that comes along with owning a house. So, well, to Joe's point from earlier, I think it's two things. I think it's one is the the desire to do a little less work around the property, and two, you know, the desire to travel more or have a second home somewhere else and not have to worry about the house back home and is the plow guy showing up and do I have somebody that can check on the property and make sure that you know a pipe hasn't burst or something like that. So. Right. I think they, that's part of it, too. Yeah, and when you talk about an over-55 community, the reason why they're designated as over-55 is not only just because of the services and the carefree living, but to get these communities into some of these towns, the developer and the condo association has to agree that there will only be so many people living in the unit, so it won't put a strain on particular services. Uh, some communities will limit the age you can't have anybody school age in the community because they don't want to have more school age children that they have to pay for in the school system. Uh, so there are those type of limitations too. Right. All right. We really just scratched the surface here. And I guess that's what these podcasts are kind of intended to do. It, it sort of percolate thought and, and make you consider these different options. But there's definitely you know a lot more to, that goes into it and in, choosing a, a property to live in. Was there anything else that either of you had in mind that you wanted to throw in there before we closed it out? Well, I would just emphasize, as financial advisors, our role is to talk to the finances of your lifestyle, but it's also to talk about the lifestyle as well, meaning uh, what type of life you live, carefree, uh, what are your habits, what do you enjoy doing? So when we look at somebody's financial plan, we're looking not only at their money, but we're also looking at their lifestyle. Right. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that'll do it here for us today, um, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Financers is produced and edited by Sachetta and Callahan, LLC. All disclosures are posted to our website at sachetta.com forward slash financers. S-A-C-H-E-T-T-A dot com forward slash F-I-N-E-A-N-S-W-E-R-S. Thanks for listening.